My name is Lee Lathero, and I'm counsel for the respondent in the case of Eric Thompson versus North American Stainless. In this case, the court will be asked to interpret the anti-retaliation provision of Title VII. This provision forbids an employer from discriminating against an employee because he or she engaged in protected conduct under Title VII. Eric Thompson alleges that he was terminated because his fiancée, Miriam Regalado, filed a charge of discrimination with the EEOC against their employer, North American Stainless. At the time of Thompson's dismissal, Thompson had not engaged in any protected conduct under Title VII, although Ms. Regalado had. Mr. Thompson contends that his relationship with Ms. Regalado was the sole motivating factor in his termination. The anti-retaliation provision protects employees who exercise their rights under Title VII. Mr. Thompson admits that he did not engage in any activities considered to be protected. Instead, he claims that he should be protected as a close association of a third party, namely Ms. Regalado, who did engage in protected conduct by filing an EEOC charge. Mr. Thompson relies on the enforcement provision of Title VII as the basis for his ability to bring a Title VII claim, even though he's not a protected party. The enforcement provision provides that a civil action may be brought by a person claiming to be aggrieved by the alleged unlawful employment action. Mr. Thompson alleged that he is the person aggrieved because he was injured by an unlawful, by an alleged unlawful employment action. Title VII does not define the term person aggrieved. It's clear, however, based upon the Supreme Court's prior holdings, that Congress uses the term aggrieved in statutes as a term of art, and that being aggrieved under a statute is not the same as being injured. In order to be aggrieved by the violation of the statute, the person must have been the intended beneficiary of the statute in question. And here, Regalado, she's the person who engaged in the protected activity, and so she's the intended beneficiary of the anti-retaliation provision, not Mr. Thompson. If Congress had intended um, anyone who was injured or anyone who was adversely affected by the violation of statute um, or the violation of Title VII to have a cause of action under Title VII, it could have provided a right, um, a right of action for any injured person or any person who was adversely affected. Likewise, it could have defined person aggrieved to include any injured person. Congress has done that in other civil rights statutes like the Fair Housing Act. In the Fair Housing Act, Congress specifically defined the term aggrieved person to include any person who claims to have been injured by a discriminatory housing practice. So the fact that Congress did not do so here shows that it shows that it did not intend for the term persons aggrieved to have such a broad meaning in this context. North American Stainless is joined by four amici in the case, the Equal Employment Advisory Council, the National Association of Manufacturers, the National Federation of Independent Business, Small Business Legal Center, and the United States Chamber of Commerce. Each of these entities has a direct interest in the outcome of the case because their members are employers who are subject to Title VII. They have pointed out practical problems associated with Mr. Thompson's friends and family claims. There, there will be confusion in the courts and with employers on how to, how to comply with the law. How do they determine what relationships or associations should qualify for the protection? Um, will employers be required to keep tabs on or delve into their employees' personal or private relationships in order to determine whether that person might have an associational retaliation claim? Thompson has not provided any guidance on these issues. And there are other practical problems with Thompson's approach. If Mr. Thompson, who's not a protected party, is allowed to proceed, then there's going to be an additional element of proof at trial. 
So in addition to establishing his own injuries, the plaintiff will have to demonstrate that someone else engaged in protected conduct and that the injury to the plaintiff was intended to harm that someone else because the someone else engaged in protected activity. The plaintiff will also have to prove that the someone else was in fact harmed by the injury to the plaintiff. And under Thompson's proposal, that someone else doesn't even have to be a party to the case. And in fact, Thompson says that that someone else, the one who was retaliated against, or in this case, Ms. Regalado, cannot bring a claim or cause of action for retaliation under the anti-retaliation provision of Title VII. So the Sixth Circuit Court of Appeals was correct when it held that Thompson, who's not a protected party, who is not engaged in protected conduct, and who, is not, who was not retaliated against, cannot bring a cause of action under the anti-retaliation provision of Title VII. 